Welcome to episode one of Brownell's Best, highlighting the student writing of Brownell Middle School students. On today's episode, we'll talk to eighth graders Lauren and Layla, the winners and runner-up in the Lakeshore Optimist Club's annual oratorical competition. The Optimist Club has served the east side of Metro Detroit for the past 30 years and is involved with numerous fundraising efforts, all with the idea of helping children in the local area. In March, they hosted their oratorical competition featuring students from the three public middle schools in Gross Point speaking on the subject of staying optimistic in challenging times. With their first and second place distinction, Lauren and Layla move on to participate in the Regional Optimist Club oratorical competition on April 23rd. In this episode, the two girls will share their award-winning speeches and will discuss the process they use to write their pieces and what their plans are for the upcoming competition. We'll be back with Lauren and Layla. We're back with Layla and Lauren. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, what made you want to take part in this competition? Well, I've like won contests before. This is the fourth one that I won. And um, Ms. Duffield wanted me to enter it. And I thought that the topic was cool and I wanted to try like writing a speech because I hadn't done that before. So, yeah. Layla? Um, I guess I liked the topic and I related to what I wanted to write about. So I just wanted to try speaking in public, which I've never been good at. And I also just wanted to try writing a good speech. Okay. So you said that you liked the topic. The topic was staying optimistic in challenging times. How did you approach writing something about that topic? How did you approach that? Layla? I approached it by looking at like the bright side in situations and how there's a lot of dark in the world. There's a lot of people who aren't so good, but looking towards the light and seeing all the good people. Lauren? Um, so I approached the topic by first, I like kind of questioned what optimism was and like why we underestimate it and why we need it in our life. And then the way that I kind of answered the question is that um, I said that the best ways to stay optimistic were like looking for the good things in life and keeping your head up kind of. And then, like, also just having people in your life that make it better, I guess. All right. Well, without further ado, Layla, if you'd like to share your speech with us, go ahead. Staying positive through hard times is difficult when your generation has lost its faith in humanity. We have witnessed the selfishness of the people around us and the way our society puts their heads down and keeps walking when they see someone struggling. Some even look in a mirror and feel better about themselves because they're not the ones dealing with the hardships. We watch people who are attempting to play the hand they were given, though it's nowhere near ideal, and we could do the smallest deed to help. But we don't. We move on and tell ourselves that it isn't our business just to make us feel better that we were too afraid to help. I hate to break it to you, but that's the reality of most people in our modern day, modern day society. Most people. I worded it that way because there are people who go out of their way to help others. People who understand what it's like to struggle and never want anyone else to feel that way. They are the sunshine on the seemingly never-ending rainy days. 
And if you know anything about light and reflections, you know sunshine is essential when you want to create a rainbow. I've played hockey for as long as I can remember. If you ask my friends what I'm interested in, they would say hockey. Not much else because it's who I am. Sure, I have other things I do, but it's my way of keeping myself sane. When I was 10, I was one of four girls not accepted onto a team. I felt as if I was drowning in my despair. As much as my old coach told me that I was nothing and that I was never going to be good enough at it, I still loved the sport. And to think for a second that I wasn't going to play again was pure torture. That's when we stumbled across a team for boys 10 and under that was willing to take a chance on a few lost girls. The coach looked at me like I could be something, like I was going to prove to my old coach that he was wrong. Even when the boys called me names and shot pucks at me, trying to get me to quit, he would tell me to get up that and try again, to persevere. Now, years later, I've continued my career in boys hockey, and it's all because of him. Throughout the years of constantly being told, you're a girl, what are you doing? And the hard times when I felt as if it was the end of the world, he was there. I don't remember the games I played in. I don't remember the goals. I remember the words said, the way he would tell me I could do anything and that it didn't matter if I was different from the boys. It isn't the big moments I remember, it's the small little ones where he encouraged me. He was the person that taught me that it can't rain forever. A couple of weeks ago, I went out for ice cream with my older sister because we had both just finished midterm exams. Before we entered the ice cream parlor, we checked her debit card. It had money on it, I can guarantee you that. As we ordered our ice cream and proceeded to pay, the card was declined. Oh, it was just a mistake. So we tried again, declined, my sister sent me to the car to get cash, which we didn't have because we were planning on using her car. So as I walked in, I saw a woman, whom I guess was in her early to mid-twenties, along with a guy who I, whom I assume was her boyfriend, paying for our ice cream. It was the smallest thing to her, a couple dollars at most, but you could tell she had been in our position. Maybe not the same scenario, but she knew what it was like. My sister was in tears. It seemed to be like if she cried any longer, she would drown in them. I looked at her wondering how I could cheer her up. I thought to myself and decided on, you know what you can do to pay her back. You can pay it forward. At some point, you will see someone struggling in front of you. Maybe not tomorrow and maybe not for years, but you will. At that moment, you will remember what that woman did for you and you will repay her by passing it on. Today, someone shares a little bit of sunshine with you. Doesn't mean you have to give it back. By giving you a little bit, they gained more. So pass that sunshine onto someone who needs it. When I was little, maybe four years old, I remember driving with my dad, who had been fixing cars his whole life. All of a sudden, I felt the car stop, and I looked up to see us on the side of the highway with a car in front of us. My dad told me to stay put and went to help the random stranger on the side of the road. My miniature self couldn't even begin to comprehend why he did that. He didn't have to. Now that I'm older, I realize that that is exactly why he did it. He didn't have to, but he was willing. When in a rainstorm, there's a big difference between having an umbrella and sharing it with another. The pessimism of the world around us seems to be the cause of our destruction. A hurricane in sunny Florida, but in the eye is something wonderful. People who strive for others' happiness. Those who see the glass half full, even if they haven't always. Optimism isn't something you're given. It's a mental state. When you become optimistic, you realize that nothing goes how you planned. Some things are out of your control. You're okay with that. You're okay because you know that you can only control yourself. And someday it will get better. Maybe not tomorrow, perhaps it won't be the next day, but one day. 
One day optimism will revolt and conquer our world's pessimistic ways. Thank you, Layla. Great job. A couple of questions. You speak about perseverance and you use your experience with hockey. Do you feel society's lacking perseverance more today than in the past? I do. A lot of the time we're just told or taught even just to give up at the like first sign of toughness because we can, but I think that we have to persevere and keep going. Where do you think that comes from? Like the idea of not, not pushing through. I think we are just a lazy society, I guess. And I guess being lazy teaches you that you don't have to really continue working and always work hard. Okay. You speak of paying it forward. What does that mean to you? I guess it means just to even if somebody gives you something like not a materialistic thing, like something that just makes you happy, paying it forward, you have to give it to somebody else because that person, it makes them happy when they give you that thing. And if you get, you got to give it to somebody else and keep the chain going. Do you think it's selfish if you do it? Because I mean, you feel good that you do it. Does that, is that a little selfish or that's okay if you, if you feel good about it? I think it's perfectly fine. You should feel good about doing something good for other people. I agree. So let's go to your dad then. I thought that was a great piece uh, part in your speech. You mentioned the kind act that your father did when you were a child. What impact has your parents had on your on how you live your life? I think, um, especially my dad, but my dad taught me that my dad's an immigrant from and he immigrated here. So he taught me that I have to work hard for every little thing I want. I can't just be given everything. And that was a big part. And then he also helps everyone he can in any way he can. And he taught me that. And that's why I love volunteering and all that stuff. My mom, she is a big person. Like she's good at that she likes to push through her limits. And I guess she taught me to continue to push through whatever's trying to weigh me down. Okay. So you're headed to the regionals. Um, what's the topic? Do you know what the topic is yet? I think we read the same speeches. Oh, same speeches. Okay. So nothing changes. All right. So it's basically who's got the best of everyone. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much, Layla. And uh, next, we're going to go to Lauren. Okay, Lauren. So you won first place in the competition. Why don't you read your speech? Okay. Staying optimistic has never been easy for the average person in our society. Every day, we're surrounded by obstacles that can push us deeply down a path of despair. And finding any light within that tunnel can be hindered by just about anything around us. But if we do find that sliver of hope, it brings the faith we need to persevere through our greatest challenges. Optimism is what carries us through our darkest moments as well as in our everyday lives. Optimism is the key to the door that leads us to better days, and it is time we reach them. First of all, what is optimism? It is so often reduced down to some simple idea, like just keeping your head held high. But in truth, 
That does not even come close to describing the full power of our hope. When we find ourselves in a position that feels like never-ending suffering, optimism is the belief that there will one day be a way out. It is what motivates us beyond surrendering to hopelessness. But when we are in the midst of struggles, we are so immersed in our negativity that we can forget about this incredible power that helps us through it. It can feel near impossible to find this light we search for in the dark times we are in. It seems like the only thing we can do is give up. But giving up couldn't be further from what we should do in these dire situations. We must realize there is hope and only then will things get better. Now that we understand the extraordinary power of optimism, we now ask, why is it important? Why do we need this driving force of hope? Let's just picture a world exactly like this one, but it's missing one piece, optimism, a world without light, a life where we give up at the first glimpse of difficulty. You see, we need our hope, we need that little push. Without it, we are cemented to this ongoing cycle of numbness, a cycle where we just expect and accept disappointment. We foresee failure, yet we are still unsatisfied when we meet it. Without optimism, we have no reason to try, which results in a feeling of worthlessness if we can never accomplish beyond the bare minimum. Take a pessimist, for example, the polar opposite of an optimist. They may not dare to hope, yet they still experience disappointment. If we can only expect the worst outcome, then how can we surpass it? If we only see the worst in things, they will never get better. Now that we have seen the true magnitude and significance of our hope, we now have to know how to stay optimistic especially in times like these. The times where we feel as if whenever something gets remotely better, another world comes crashing down upon us. As you all have, I've experienced struggles that required optimism to overcome. One way I stay hopeful is by focusing on the small victories, those little accomplishments that make our day a bit brighter. Though these may seem insignificant in the grand scheme of things, focusing on just a little bit of good is much better than enveloping ourselves in the despair of negativity. Another way to stay optimistic is simply knowing that there are people who care about us. The statement is so often repeated, and that's because it is true. Too often, we lose sight of the people who protect, who protect and love us. Without any feeling of support, we are swallowed by isolation and our hope shatters. But if we simply know that there are people there for us, our world becomes more hopeful knowing that we are not alone. Keeping optimistic can be challenging at times, but we can never lose hope if things are ever going to get better. Let's face it, sometimes life sucks. And when we're surrounded by a generation broken by the standards this world has placed on its youth, a divided country that seems to be growing further and further apart each day, and a delicate planet dying from how poorly we've treated it, it can be hard to see light within this world. But we can learn the true capability of optimism, what it has done and will continue to do for us. We have braved centuries of hardship with hope, and as we persevered, we advanced. We as a collective human race have used optimism to overcome our past challenges, and I believe that with hope, we will be able to take a stand against the ones that loom before us. Thank you, Lauren. It's interesting you both tackled this totally different ways which I love to see. And, you know, it's not anything where there's a one specific way to go. There's different ways to tackle it. You say, Lauren, at the very at the very top about staying optimistic, it's never been easy for the average person in our society. Do you think it's harder now to be optimistic than it was in the past? Um, 
I think it has, I would say so, because of there's just so much that's gone on in like the last probably like two or three years of our lives. Um, there's just been like a lot of despair going on, like there's a pandemic and everything. So I think it has been kind of harder to be optimistic right now. Do you think like the internet and, you know, I don't want to sound like the old person of, you know, social media, but do you think those things, you know, like the world's become a smaller place? Do you think that's also hurt the the possibility? Because, you know, before we didn't, we couldn't access all this information. Now people can access information from all over the place. Does that make being optimistic harder or 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 not? Um, I think it could. I think that like the whole aspect of like social media and everything has like put a lot more like, I don't know, like pressure or like higher expectations on like especially younger people these days. One of the big areas you talk about is hope. How important has hope been in your life? Um, I think it's been really important. I don't know. Just like having hope for the future and that better days are coming. It's gotten like me and my family through a lot of things. And that takes us to the next question because you say that you've experienced struggles. We're not going to get into that. So don't worry about that. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. But the question is, how hard has it been to stay optimistic during those struggles? Um. I don't know. There are some that seem like really hard, even like at this young age, it's like hard to stay optimistic through these things. But um, some, yeah, I would say that they're like kind of hard to get through. Finally, you you have a mention and it's kind of, it kind of goes to what uh, Layla was saying with, you know, she talked about her dad and all that. So the question's some similar, but maybe a little bit different. You say that we simply know that if there are people there for us, our world becomes more hopeful. Who are the people in your life and how do they help you stay optimistic? Um, I would say mostly it's my siblings. I have like three siblings and we've like been through a lot together. So I think that like knowing that the three of them are there on my side to comfort me when things are tough, I think that really helps me. And sometimes my parents do too. Okay, this is a question for both of you, because you both had kind of a similar theme, but a little bit different as well. You focused on the optimistic aspect. You focus more on perseverance. How are they similar and how are they different? Lauren, I'll go with you first and then Layla will go with you. How are per perseverance and optimism, how are they similar, but also how are they different? Um, I feel like perseverance and optimism actually kind of go like hand in hand like optimism helps you persevere through things but like pure perseverance is more like getting through something I would think and optimism is more like believing in yourself I would say I think that optimism is more of a happy feeling it's you're really Optimism is being happy and it's being okay with what you're given. Perseverance, though they go hand in hand, and they're, as Lauren said, perseverance is pushing through what's trying to make you unhappy. And what they have in common is they both just 
help you get through things, but in different ways. Absolutely. So we're at the end. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, this is our first podcast, uh, but we wanted to highlight the best that Brownout has, and you two definitely are two of the best that we have. So thank you so much for sharing these pieces. We're so proud of you, and uh, best of luck April 23rd. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brownell's Best. Students' last names are withheld for safety reasons, and only their first name and last initial will be used at all times. This has been a Bronco News production.